Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. I'm just going to pray too. Sorry, God, we just thank you so much. Um, yeah, God, we just thank you that this is all about you. God, that you, you created this place so that we could have a relationship with you, that you did so much, that you sacrificed your son, that you moved mountains, that you literally have done everything so that our, we can have a relationship with you and that those who don't know you, your kids who haven't met you yet or have fallen away, have the opportunity to come back to you. It's all about reunion with the Father. It's all about connection with you. And that everything in our lives point back to who you are. Yes, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, so I've got a couple of uh, texts that I want to share with you, um, both out of the Passion Translation as well. Um, and the first one is actually... Hmm, I'll come back to that one. I'm going to stick with my... God reminded me of something in the middle of David speaking, so I'll come back to that. Um, But I'm going to go through Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10 in the Passion Translation. I'm just going to read them all um, to you. And so it says, starting in verse 1, it says, And his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sin and offenses. It wasn't that long ago you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, Obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now seated as one with Christ. Throughout the coming ages, we will be visible. We will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For it was only through his wonderful grace, this wonderful grace, that we believed in him. Nothing we could ever, we could, we did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works and humans or human striving. We have become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the works he would do to fulfill it. And I just kind of wanted to, to piggyback and continue what David was saying and just talking about how we, like our lives... And what we live out is all created to point back to him. It's all created and designed to point back at who our father is. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is what is so important for us to remember is, and kind of my first point, is it's about what he did for us, not about us. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get caught up 
in all of our stuff, right? Like it's so easy to get caught up in, oh my gosh, I did this wrong, or oh my gosh, I did that wrong, or I made this mistake at work, or I did this sin thing that I shouldn't have done, or I said these things, or I'm struggling with this or whatever it might be. But the reality is, is we have to take the eyes off ourselves and put it back on him. I think that sometimes we get too much into this like false state of humility where we're like, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, right? Like we do this thing where we're like, oh my gosh. But the reality is, is you actually are worthy because he died for you. You actually are like worth it. You are so worth the sacrifice that was paid because God did it for you. And sometimes I think that like, it's don't get me wrong, like it's good to have this recognition that like we fall short and we need Christ to like, put us back together, right? Like, don't get me wrong. But I think that sometimes we get so caught up on this place where, like, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, stop. Yes, you are. Like, yes, you're right. You messed up. But what God did was more than enough for that. And you need to focus on that, not on the part where you're not worthy, right? Like, we, our identity becomes in so much of in all these things that we did, these mistakes. And, like, we're so thankful for what Christ did to take those mistakes away and to, like, make us whole again. But we need to focus on the fact that we're whole again, yeah. not on all this other junk, right? Like, we have to put our eyes back on him and say, what I'm defined by is who you say I am. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that I was not worthy, but you are more than enough. And now I am worthy to be called your son or your daughter because of what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. And we have to put that, that focus back on him. But the really great thing about that is when we do that, it actually takes the pressure off our shoulders to have to be anything, which is great. (laughs) Like I am, um, is anyone, I'm going to roll eyes for my husband, so I'm going to look over here. Is anyone done the Enneagram at all? Okay. So I'm a one. (laughs) This is like, there's a whole other story. The Enneagram to cap it for everyone who's like, what is this? The Enneagram is a personality test. Like it's a Christian person. It's not new. It's actually like hundreds of years old. It's just like recently making a comeback. Okay. So it's like very trendy right now, but I love personality tests and I love, this is my favorite one I've ever done. And I've done like almost all of them. Uh, anyways. And so, um, Unfortunately, I lost my train of thought because you rolled your eyes at me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. I know. I know, right? Um, there was a whole point behind that. And I don't remember. Yeah, I'm a one on the Enneagram, but I can't remember what my point was. Something about identity, maybe? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, okay. I think, I think the point where I was going with this is like, I'm like what a one like we're the moral perfectionists we're like for me like I've got to do like everything right and I'm, I'm very black and white I want everything to be done well and with integrity which is great but it's also really hard because then like when I, I either don't have a lot of grace for people or I have absolutely no grace for myself and so what's amazing about the Lord is that like I don't have to like he has more than enough grace for me to have for myself you know what I mean and so I just think that like what I have loved about that is that I just it's just made like helped me see like oh my gosh this is totally something I struggle with but God is more than enough to meet that need in me if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was like a random plug there. Yeah. Um, well, I okay, I'm remembering now. And the point is like we don't have to fit into any specific mold. Like we're not supposed to look like something. You're supposed to be who you are because God created you exactly as that. So when we focus on who he says we are and who 
um, our identity is in him, then the pressure to perform, the pressure to be these things, to be the perfectionist, to be the whatever you, what is like important to you, <coughs> comes off because it's all about what he did and not about any of the works that we have to do. Um, and that kind of goes back to exactly what he says. Like, it's not about, it's not about our work so that none can boast about it. Like, it's not about what we do because otherwise we're all going to walk around and be like, look what I did. Look what I did. But it's actually, look what Jesus did for me. Mm -hmm. The next thing I wanted to say was God sets us up for success. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to fulfill our dreams. I think that sometimes we also get caught up in the no, like what God, what is God saying no to, or what's God shutting doors to versus like, what's God actually saying yes to? Like, I love what David said about like, Holy spirit, what should I do? Go to work. Like, (laughs) that's so true. Like sometimes what God is saying is like, yes, I know you'd rather be on stage or performing or going to Africa, but like what I'm telling your yes right now is go to your job and do your job. Well, your yes is go to school and study for your future. Your yes is be a light in the ministry that you're in. And the thing is, is those dreams in your heart are from God. Like God, it says that like we were created to do the work of God. We are each and every one of us have a God designed purpose in our lives. And he's actually created us to do those things that bring you joy are from God. Though he's not trying to shut them down or, or pause it. It just might, might not be this exact moment. But we, everything that we do, all of those things that are God put in our heart actually point directly back at him. The things that like, that we get to, um, like teach and encourage or help people in whatever it is that we're carrying, like all points right back at him and giving him the glory and showing it like what we do with our lives and where we take these dreams and where we allow God to speak and move all points right back at at him these are just things that he's put in our hearts to shine so that people can say wow that's a god-given talent that's a god-given position that's god-given authority you're in the right place at the right time because they needed to be spoken to by you in a way that could be impacted by nobody else i um had a conversation with um I, I work for Panera. I think everybody mostly knows that. But um, when I was a GM a couple of years ago, I had an employee who um, was moving. And so she was going to go work for – she was leaving. And so I was trying to help her get connected to Panera, wherever she was going. And, um, you know, she said to me she was leaving. She, like, had had a couple of other side jobs when she worked for me. But she worked for me for a couple of years. And she just said, like, um, thank you so much for, like, teaching me what a, how I should be treated by an employer. She's like, I've never had a boss treat me the way that you treat me, like – I now know the standard of which I should be treated by my employer because of the way you treat me. And that, like, wrecked me because I was like, okay, like, my job is hard and there are days where I want to throw it all out the window because it's just hard, right? We all have those days. But, like, if it was all for her to recognize, like, her worth even in the workplace, like, that was so worth it for me. And, like, we're going to – each and every one of us in the place that we're in, in school and work, wherever you might be, it might not be your final destination or where you want to be. But trust me when I say that God is using it for his glory in a way that you might not even recognize. I wasn't doing anything other than being me and treating her just the way I treat the rest of my employees. But the fact that, like, she, that that, like, pointed out something to her made me go, like, okay, that's right. Like, I am doing something. I'm suppo- I am where I'm supposed to be. And if it was all just for her to recognize this, like, that's worth it. Um, and the last thing, a um, couple things I wanted to say was, is go back to who he is and you'll find yourself. I think that we sometimes we're like trying to find who we are, what makes what drives me, what makes me passionate, what makes me excited, what 
blah, blah, whatever it might be. Um, and I, when we're struggling to find or remember who we are, if we go back and look at who he is and what does the Bible say Jesus is, who does he say we are to him, and then exactly where you're going to find yourself. You might not find the answer of, am I a writer, am I a singer, am I a whatever, but you're going to say, I'm, look, I'm a son or daughter of God. I was worth the sacrifice of Jesus. I am worthy of all the love and affection of God. He created this place for me. I am found. And you can recite scripture over yourself, and you can go back to what the word, the word of God says, because that is what defines us and reminds us of who we are. And it's so cool because we have, we as Christians have the ability to love people in our everyday lives and allow these moments to be seen so that people, all it can do is point back at God. Kind of like what David was saying when he was like, who, like, do I want to be known as David this or is David like the worshiper? Like that resonates so much with me. Um, and like what I like call my life, life verse is Philippians 2, 14 and 15. It says, Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you are, you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse nation. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. Offering them the words of eternal life. Basically, it says that like if we live, like our, like, you know, like live above reproach, live above these things, and your light will shine just like we see the stars in the sky shine, which is bright and far. And you even think about like the mathematics of that, right? How far away are stars, how we see them, right? They travel thousands and millions and billions of light years away. I'm sure there's more scientific way to say that. Um, but like that's exactly what God is comparing us to, saying when we live the way that God has called us to, we stand out that bright. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I, like if I, everything I do, I could be changing toilet paper for the rest of my life and scrubbing toilets but if everything i did brought glory to god that's so worth it like at the end of my life if people can say she shined for the lord like that like i think of emily and i think of god like i think of what god used her to do and i think of the impact how i was like he was brought to earth through her like that is all that matters that is all that matters and it's so easy to get caught up in what we want. And, and it's valid, right? Like, we, it's totally valid to have dreams and desires. Not at all what we're saying. But when we focus on him, all of that stuff, like, seems second to none. Yeah. When it all becomes about putting the glory back on him. And focusing our, our dreams and desires on how can we bring him glory. Because think about, like, eternity. That's what we're going to be doing. All of eternity is going to be spent glorifying and praising God and celebrating and, and joy. And it's like, why not start now? Why not this side of it give him all the glory and all the praise and all the honor that he deserves? Because we can. Yes. So I just want to pray, and I don't know if you have anything you want to close or wrap or anything. No? Okay. Uh, and then I just kind of want to, I have a couple people that I feel like God highlighted to me, so I kind of want to, I want to prophesy them for a minute if that's okay. I feel like there's a couple people we, we should pray for, and then we can wrap. Um, but God, we just thank you so much for, um, that you're such a good dad. Yeah, God, thank you so much that you're um, you're so good at being so patient with us as we figure ourselves out and, and sometimes daily have to remind ourselves that it's about you and that it's about pointing it back on you and that it's about who you say we are and our identity and everything that we are wrapped into one focused on you. And God, I, would, I just thank you and I would just ask that you would stir our hearts to have a greater passion 
to pursue you, to pursue your glory, to pursue your presence in everything that we're doing, God. Remind us of how even in the mundane, you're brought glory. Even, even in stewarding our lives well and eating healthy and in, in hanging out with friends and enjoying ourselves, like even in that, you're brought glory, God, when we do it to honor you. Thank you, Jesus, that you love to celebrate with us, that you love to stand with us, God. God, we just want our lives to bring you glory. Thank you, Jesus. We just honor you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.